welcome to Archery Country Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to Archery Country Podcast. This is your host, Wade, as we are welcoming someone brand new into the studio today. As we didn't a chance, most of you have already looked it up. The reason you're listening is because it's on your iPhone or your smartphone or your laptop or whatever device, maybe on your, I guess, your vehicle. It says crossbows today. Crossbow 101. Everything and anything you need to know about crossbows. We are one of the greatest dealers in the world when it comes to selling these, putting them together. And I know that is boastful, but we are. We have it down pat. The one I was talking about, our brand new uh, individual that's with us, we have our social media head department slash uh, helps with online slashes in the Rogers studio, Desiree Holmberg. We welcome you here. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. So, and then I have the one and only Mr. Keith Peltjohn is here. How you doing, buddy? Good, buddy. How are you? Good. Glad to have you back on, finally. (laughs) We got you. It's been a while. I thought I was, you know, ousted for a while. No, you weren't ousted. We're just so busy. But you don't get applause. No, I know. Well, (laughs) I don't deserve applause. You you do deserve. Yeah. You know, I I don't know what it would be, but we got you for it. Keep that down. Leave it for Desi. She's (laughs) awesome. All right. So Desi is going to, the way that this is going to run, Desi is not only also informative she's going to help out on some things but we're going to use her as kind of our shotgun question asker if she has a bunch of questions the cool thing is any of you that ever reach out to us on social media or the platform we do have the professional chat online sometimes she gets on there but she gets a lot of questions and she'll come from her office and she'll ask us here on the floor and we can answer some of those but some of the questions that she's had built up she is also a person that sits on the other side because she hunts. She's a very active outdoors woman. She's been part of the DNR, also law enforcement in the past. So when we talk about regulations and some situations that you do and don't do with crossbows, she's kind of our post to lean on, so to speak. So in a roundabout way, we're glad that you're here. Crossbows. In the last, Keith, you and I have been here four or five years, and we've got an opportunity to see a huge, huge growth in crossbows. Not only development, but also youth or use yep. USC. Yep, yep. So first and foremost, let's just get it out and open. What in, in the state of Minnesota, there's some regulations that we have to follow. You have to be over the age of 60. Then you don't worry. Just you can shoot a crossbow anytime during archery season, anytime during rifle or shotgun season, anytime that there's a season, you can use a crossbow if you're over the age of 60. Contrary to that. The only other time or person that can is in a situation where you have a permit, meaning a doctor, chiropractor. It, I think it has to be a certified. And I'm looking at you to Keith yeah. because it, <laughs> you had to, you, you, yeah. you didn't have to, you got the opportunity to use one last year. Yep. You had to go through the permit application. Um, you had a surgery. You weren't able to pull a regular compound bow back. And then you were on that, uh, being said, you had to go through the process. Yeah, I went through my surgeon. Um, I did my form, my half of the form, sent it to my surgeon, fill out his half, and they sent it in. And, I mean, really straightforward. If you have a medical reason that's legitimate, it's pretty simple to get it taken care of. You know, the, the DNR wants you out there to hunt. So so is that form on the DNR website or yep. where is that? Okay. Yep, I printed it right off the DNR website 
filled out my half, dropped it off at my doctor. He filled out his half. I put in for a, there's a two-year or a lifetime option. I put in for a two-year. My doctor laughed at that. And when I got my permit, it was a lifetime. So so you could use a crossbow anytime, every time, yeah. all the time. Yeah. So there's a two different options. Correct. Yep. So the permit application obviously sounds like it's pretty easy, but you have to have a reason. Um, now there are other states who are very, very close to our state, mm-hmm. Wisconsin being the closest. Anybody, correct me if I'm wrong at any time, anybody and everybody can use a crossbow. There are. Of legal age. Yep. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Missouri is that way. Uh, I think Iowa is still a permit or a certain age. North and South Dakota's permit or a certain age, as far as I know. So that's our bordering states. I believe. I don't know anything about Canada. I believe yeah. Wisconsin. Is the only one? No, I think oh. you can there. I think I just think anybody can buy it. I think that, and that's, <clears throat> that's a pretty good reason of why we've had such awesome growth right. of it. <clears throat> so first and foremost, if you walk in here and you're 27 years old, we're never going to question you. But there are regulations that you need to follow for certain reasons. Now, as Desi brought up off air, any of us can use this during rifle season in the state of Minnesota. Anybody, Absolutely. because it's a lesser weapon. Yep, correct. Yep. Uh, so if you can buy your, your shotgun tag or your rifle tag, you can use a crossbow. Well, and I know also that there's kind of been a push for lead-free options. In, in certain the, zones? The, yeah, okay. in, well, yep. like just in general in the state, you know. Mm-hmm. And this is a great lead-free option that is, yeah, you know. Absolutely. If, if you, uh, I guess, yeah, if, you, if you're into that kind of thing, I don't know so much about it as far as I understand the push and, You've seen it in waterfall for a long time. Mm-hmm. They went steel shot, but <clears throat> it's a, it's a very very ethical, very fast, clean kill. And where I push it, personally experience, my oldest boy, Bodie, who last year was eleven uh, or ten, his his first youth season. It wasn't that he was scared of a gun, but he just chose, I gave him the option. I said, hey, buddy, you can use a 20-gauge bolt-action Savage, you know, with a scope, and it's going to be accurate. I'm not going to let you shoot over 80 yards. Or you can use Grandpa's Raven crossbow. He opted to do the Raven, so him and Grandpa shot it a bunch, which was cool. Like, it brought them together because they're not going to shoot their bows together. Right. But they got it sighted in. Uh, He had a, a bipod rest and... I mean, he was shooting all the time, and, and he harvested his first animal. It was a white-tailed doe, but it was, uh, it was yeah, we'll give him that. There you go. There you go. But it, and it was cool because it, was, it wasn't the trauma. It wasn't the, you know, there wasn't a recoil anticipation. It was a very, and he could have probably shot the doe with a slingshot as close as she was. <laughs> you know, it was 18 steps. It, and and the funny. whole thing, like he put it on the, on the rest of the blind. I told him that if, if it's under 30 yards, use your top reticle. And I basically sat looking west, and he was shooting east. And I just I let him do his own thing. And, I mean, the deer ran around the circle 18 yards and then died. <laughs> so, you know, the emotions were there, the kill. But it was a very legal, very ethical. We shot, That was a two-inch rage right mm-hmm. through the pump house, and there was nothing wrong with it. That same night... Another gentleman that's one of our landowners uh, is in a wheelchair. There's no way, you know, three ways from Sunday he's going to be able to draw a bow back and be in a hard side blind, but he shot a raven for quite a quite a few years, and he harvested an animal that night too. 
So it was kind of a win-win. That's where I kind of I kind of see the pluses of it for our youth, for our women that have a you know in the state of Minnesota the legal drawing weight of a, a upright vertical compound bow is thirty pounds. You have to do a lot of stuff right to get a thirty pound bow to work properly, broadheads to fly properly, yeah, under twenty yards properly. You know, there's yeah. a there's a lot of things. You put the old bead on that animal <laughs> with a crossbow. There's you're shooting more kinetic energy than me or Keith. Um, Keith or I, listen to me. Even you can have a you know you can have a marginal hit. You're still going to do very very well. Things are off the chart, but we'll get to that. That's an interesting point, though, because I think a lot of times with people who pull low weight, they are worried about making that wound. Yeah. And if you still want to hunt and hunt, you know, close and quiet, that's a great option. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, another another alley for it would be, you know, if you're in a shotgun zone, the technology in the crossbows now is... Probably really, similar, right? Really amazing. Better. You know? And, and yeah, I think there's times where you could, you know, if you're in a shotgun zone and you have some open ground to hunt, you know, I, I think at times some of the, some of the crossbows now are going to be more efficient than a shotgun, you know, unless you, unless you buy a high end mm. shotgun, you know, you buy, a, yeah. you know, buy a bolt action that's going to. When I grew out, up, but, you know, there was just the start of scopes. Mm-hmm. on shotguns i'm from a shotgun zone still in a shotgun zone. i'm from a shotgun zone too that's <clears> what i but i mean before my time it was a a bird barrel right didn't even have rifling and yep. then then all of a sudden shorter barrels rifled barrels and then scopes you know but still like you got to be doing a lot of things right to get 150 yards out of a shotgun slot, right you know right nowadays that's very attainable with the right crossbow right we'll get to ethics in a little bit but let's so in archery country, rather be Rogers or Weight Park or Brainerd or online, three big major brands that we carry right off the, t- actually we'll go four, but three, we have Raven, we have 10 point, which is a, they have also Wicked Ridge, which is the price friendly price point bows. We have Mission, which is made over in Sparta, Wisconsin. Great, great setup, great company. The fourth one. We had a deal going on Axe, but I don't know if we're going to, if. Yeah, no, was, I don't think. That I was think just kind just, of a, yeah. So those are the major, the three big heavy hitters. A, a center point is yeah. another price point that's set up along with Raven. So, um, yeah. I mean, Excalibur, but we, you know, we yep. don't have. Not a, not a plethora right. of options, yep. but so Excalibur no, I think is. Yep. I think really like where you're hitting is, you know, the Raven, the 10 point, and then, you know, the mission. Yeah. I think of the three. Excalibur is an awesome company. They make what we call a recurve crossbow or a, what is it? Is that what you yeah, would label be, it? Yeah, up? they'd be a recurve. It's like a little miniature itty bitty recurve bow on a crossbow. <clears throat> they have the twin strike, which is two shots, click, click, boom, boom, you know. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think, we'll you know, talk about it. just the, the, the <clears throat> again, the technology and some of the newer bows is, you know, there's some brands that are keeping up with it and there's some yeah. brands that aren't, you know. Yep. So as far as if you come into any of our shops, um, 10 point has been probably one of the oldest companies that we've carried in archery country that make great products. They make everything from the most expensive 505 feet per second, all the way down to when you get in their wicked Ridge, you can get some three, four, $500 crossbows. There's a lot of things we're going to talk about in the next hour, <clears throat> what the differences are be and why you have to pay to get certain things. 
Raven in the last three, five years, three, four years, it has been the number one selling crossbow. If I can't speak for the nation, I can't speak even for the state, but I can speak for our tree country. There's a lot of things, and and we'll put the what the two heavy hitters today are Ten Point and Raven. Uh, mission right there, kind of knocking on the ringside as well. A lot of great things about it. Raven, what Raven has done, if you look at their 2022 catalog, they have hit everybody from introductory, when I say introductory, $1,300 package, all the way up to the R500, which is the latest and greatest, the baddest looking, baddest shooting crossbow in my mind out there, the R500. I agree. Base price on that is three grand. So it's giving you some ideas. 10 point. If we take 10 point and we, we dissect it in half, we have Wicked Ridge, which is a very good, if you just want to get started, if you have to, you know, count your pennies, which completely understand it's an investment. Wicked Ridge makes a great crossbow that's going to last you a long time, but you're going to lose some of the attributes that make the standard 10 points and the Raven stand out. 10 point itself, <clears throat> from the nitros, from the big dogs that they have out this year, like the Nitro 505 is their, what I would say, competes with the R500 mm-hmm. to a point. Yep. Um, you can get into like their Havoc, their SR440. They have a Viper. Uh, we're very familiar with a lot of these products. Probably one of the coolest ones that's been out a couple of years is the, is it the Vapor? Yep. Well, and I Vapor. Yeah. The, it, well, not, and this year it was the uh, Vapor Viper. What's the new one this year? Turbo S1. Turbo S1 yeah, is, is a, a nice the 1299 baseline. baseline. Yeah. All right, so what separates <clears throat> what separates the two companies? Why why did I say Raven four times in the intro and why have I said it five times already and why, you know, what are the differences between the two? If you're coming you're talking to two guys that demand accuracy. <clears throat> We're also talking to a woman that shoots a regular compound bow that accuracy your husband hunts as well. Mm-hmm. Very avid. You have to be able to hit what you're aiming at. Why does Raven stand out? Three main reasons to me. Safety. It's the safest bow on the market in my mind, but accuracy-wise. There's only other one other bow in the whole history of crossbows where the bolt, we don't call them arrows, we call them bolts, attaches to the string. The knock actually knocks onto the string the same place every single time. That's Raven. Second is it has an actual rest. It's not on a rail system. It's not on the, when you take a crossbow and you lay it on the table and you look, there's a long rail on a 10 point Wicked Ridge mission. Yep. Mission. Um, 90% of of the bows out there, right? So the, the bolt rests on the rail. It looks like a trough and odd vein down. And then the knock just sits against the string. There's usually a little brush or rubber piece that holds that bolt there but it just sits, and then when the string fires, you you release the trigger. It's still very accurate. If you're talking 30, 40, 50 yards, you can probably hold a 4 or 5-inch group, no problem. Raven, 100 yards, 3-inch group, proven. We've done it. I've done it. Keith's done it. Have you shot a crossbow, Desi? I have not. I have we'll have not. to get you out. Yeah, and, and absolutely. We'll get you out on that. <clears throat> but that's so take away the accuracy part just for a second throw it aside which i'd hate to even say them words <laughs> safety this is not something you want to mess around with five years ago it used to be just older guys that were doing 
crossbows. And absolutely nothing against older guys, but sometimes we forget certain steps. They're meant to be completely safe. Some of them have what we call an anti-dry fire. The ravens, if I cock the raven, if I don't have a bolt, it will not fire. Oh. If, I, if I don't have a bolt knocked, it will not fire. If I don't click the safety off, it will not fire. And I can decock it. Very, very easy. Now, 10 point has stepped up on board, and um, I think almost every one of their bows you can decock, except for like the old AccuDraw. Yeah. So, yeah, in the, <clears throat> the yeah, the new AccuDraws on some of them, they allow you to decock them in the Wicked Ridge. But as far as the 10 points go, I think you can decock all of them in the actual 10 point line. So, because before yep. the decocking <clears throat> mechanisms, is horrible, you had to horrible shoot design. It? Yeah, you had to shoot it into a target, which is not bad, right? Most people have a target. But then back what home. do you what do you do? Oh, so you keep it cocked the entire time from the stand yep. to the oh, or okay, they had and I, I might get in trouble for saying this, but there's things called a deadhead or a deadbolt that has a big, huge, blunt tip, and like you, you get down out of your stand, you could load that bolt and shoot it right into the ground. It's, it's not, also not safe. <clears throat> yeah. It's and not it's, not safe, but it's very it's not there's not a bolt stiff enough in this right. You know, and ten point may email me or Raven never even did this, but that bolt is not it's not well, that's not cool. And like, I think that's, uh, you know, a thing of the past now, really. Yeah. You know, guys held on to them. We have guys come in now looking for, hey, I, you know, I, I really? need a discharge bolt because they're used to having one. But the energy in the new bows is so, where you, you know, it's not even an option anymore. Mm-hmm. What kind of, on those previous bows, how fast are were those shooting compared to where you're at now? Um, 300 to 365, yeah. right in that area. Yeah. And um, now the R, like... R500. Yeah. It's 500, 500. right? Yep. So yeah. Like, yep. And then and like now, Nitro 505 from 10 points, 505 feet yep. per second. Yeah. Um, so they're all right there. As far you as know, you end. see a lot of bows in that four, 430, 450. Let's, so safety is a big thing that you want to consider. Uh, we're seeing more and more women, and we're glad we have you on, Desi, for this reason. You haven't shot one yet, but <clears throat> women are becoming more confident. Also, if you can hunt the entire archery season from September, what is it, 16th? Or yeah, 17th, some, the yeah. teen until December 31st, like the September, the October days, even a couple of the first November days, they're very, very enjoyable. You don't have to dress like an Eskimo. You don't have to worry about, you know, you can sit, you can shoot a crossbow out of a, a deer stand, tree stand. I know guys that are shooting them out of a saddle. So, the safety and lengthening your season back where I was getting for women having the ability to hear, you know, their husband or their <clears throat> whatever it might be their boys talk about, you know, I seen 30 deer tonight on alfalfa plot. Well, if they only hunt during gun season, we all know what gun season is like. It's, right. it's during the rut and things are pushed and deer are not acting normal. Why not lengthen your season? If you can again, regulations on that. But, uh, and then of course, you know, not a lot of youth are doing it, but some are in certain situations. Um, again, well, and then the youth season is early. Yep. It's October, like 2018th, 19th, 20, 21st. So usually in there, um, it's like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So 
<clears throat> again, that's that's different for different zones because it's a doe-only season for adults who cannot be with a kid. Or I don't know. It's all. This is where I'd have to look <laughs> upon you for the regulations. But youth. So when you're sitting with a youth, I don't believe the adult can have a weapon, but the youth can. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, depending on their age, they have to be with a licensed adult. Yep. But anyways, there's youth season. That I mean, it's a, my kid is never going to shoot at an animal until he gets old enough to, to understand the concept. He's never going to shoot at an animal probably over 60 yards, right. shotgun, rifle, or, or crossbow. So, you know, that, that crossbow is quiet and it's easy and we can do it. All right. My, my <clears> nine year old <throat> son is like excited. I, we were looking through the Raven catalog, and he just thinks it mm. looks cooler. <laughs> well, they do. They do look cool as hell. They, I mean, they're yeah, and their marketing cool is machine. really good too. I mean, they've really stepped it up the last few years. So we were talking about maybe doing <clears throat> turkey hunting because you don't have to be with turkey hunting. That's not big game. So you can like Brandon. Didn't Brandon take his kids mm-hmm. crossbow yeah. turkey hunting? Well, I think he's done both. Um, I know he's been very successful with it. And they, we I got know, a video like, on it of it on YouTube, and they yeah. look like they're having fun. Yeah, like Jake's little guy, you know, eventually is, oh, yeah. he'll, he'll, I guarantee you he has a crossbow. Um, there's there's to getting to be more and more states where that's, you know, you just go through like Keith did with the paperwork, and you can be very efficient. Yeah, Kansas, I forgot all about Kansas, oh, yeah. the littles. Yep. Absolutely. You just worked on their setup for yep. this year. Yep. <clears throat> they go down there and shoot some mega giants. Yeah. Uh, with a crossbow, with crossbow spot yeah. and stock tree stand hunting. I mean, they, they're legit and it's during archery season. I believe so. Yeah. So it's earlier, you know, than I mean, they have an early muzzle loaders. Kansas is its own little deal, but so safety is, <clears throat> safety is a huge, huge thing when it comes to crossbow. Now how that correlates, what does it mean for me? Okay. Yes, it's safe. I understand that. Don't click the safe off. Let's just point it in the safe direction. No, I'm not talking about that. Safe as far as using it, decocking it, cocking it, loading bolts, but also being safe in retrospect that makes it makes it user friendly, which you have confidence you're very, very accurate. I don't know how to explain to people how incredibly accurate these things are. Like scary. Yes, a gun still a gun that's sighted in still takes the cake, right? It gets there a hell of a lot faster than a crossbow. <clears throat> but a crossbow for anybody is more accurate probably than a regular bow. I mean, even right. me, I'm more accurate at hundred yards with a crossbow than I am my right. regular bow. So how far are you confidently shooting with a crossbow? <clears throat> Ethically or just shooting? Like well, if I, I was going to harvest tar- an animal. Let's just say target <clears throat> shooting. <clears throat> well, we had on the YouTube battle, you watched right, Adam Kramer shoot the 500 or yeah, five, R500 at 200 yards. I was going to say, yeah. And that was an eight-inch circle. <laughs> I think he hit three, four, five times and then showed the sight-in process. So, yeah, target practice, you can do whatever you want to do as far as that. Ethically, I'd say 100 yards and in. <clears throat> now, is that going to depend on the brand of bow that you're shooting? Or are you just... You Not so much the brand, but well, a little bit to do with the brand. But it has a lot more to do with the speed. Yeah, what model you're shooting more than... Yeah. <clears throat> Okay, so like you. what speed, so like the 500, 400? So the, the R500 that you're speaking of shoots 500, 510 feet per second uh, from the factory. It comes with a little call tag, what it is, and then when, when you set up the scopes. Now, the reason I said 100, 
98% of the scopes that come on crossbows have yardages out to 100 yards. Okay. So somebody somewhere, someplace said, that's yards. probably ethically where it should be capped at. Um, I think the longest shot that I've seen my family, my dad was 82, confirmed kill. One shot uh, through the pump house. But it, then again, you were talking ethical, right? Like, there's a there's lot of factors. 20 deer in the right. plot. There's absolutely nothing going wrong. The wind is right. They didn't, they're not alert. Their head is down. Right. Probably cut that in half if you got an alert animal. They are shooting fast. But I, uh, let's let's bring it up. Keith, you had two yep. um, success stories from last year. Where, where would you say ethically? I mean, Target, you, you were sighted in at 100. You sent pictures of that. Right. Well, let's start. What, what, what crossbow? Raven? Yeah, it was a raven. Yep. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I ended up I ended up shooting a doe at 50. Um, she was facing me. Mm-hmm. So a frontal shot at 50, it was actually 51 or 52 yards. Um, shot I never would have taken with my compound. Mm-hmm. You know, it totally opened the door up. And I didn't absolutely have to take that shot, but I was confident enough in the equipment to take it. Um and absolutely pinwielder, you know, and, and, and it was just perfect. You know, uh, my buck, I shot him at about 62 and he was alert. So I had to stop him. And even this is kind of something to bring up, you know, even though you're shooting way faster than you are with your compound, I mean, that deer did still duck. Um, I didn't, you know, I, he only went 30 yards, but mm-hmm. it had potential. Right. So I think like you say, at a at a in a controlled environment everything's is the way it should be i really feel like any of the any of the 400 plus um 400 feet or more i think you can probably shoot at 100 i i mean we may get some feedback on that but i i don't i shot that buck at 62 yards and had a lighted knock and never found my arrow or never found my bolt so So he dropped right away uh, he ran, he just ran, got out of the edge of the field and he was dead, you know, but on your standard compound bow, would he be a duck the arrow? Oh, absolutely. I never would have hit him if, but, if he was alert, yeah, yep. you know, uh, he would have ducked under, <clears throat> you know? So let's, I want to talk about that a little bit too, is how loud, I mean, they're a little bit louder than a compound, right? They are. Um, I, I don't know exactly on a decibel reader. Yeah. Um, we have one here where the shop, we could do it in you know, outside versus inside. When they go off in here, it, it will surprise somebody. You can hear it, <clears throat> but it's not a gunshot. Right. Um, it's just as fast. But that could maybe tip off, you know. If, uh, uh, yeah, it, there's so many things in the outdoors. Like, there's so many things. Uh, you can sneeze and a deer will duck, you know. Right. It's, and sometimes you can be well, loud and they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, think about it. You know, in my opinion, the, you know, your bow makes noise. It may, not, it may right. not make a lot of noise, but deer can hear, right? Mm-hmm. So your bow, your crossbow, your gun. I've seen guys shoot their rifle, miss a deer, and have this deer stand there and look around. So, I mean, that's as loud as you're going to get, right? right. Yep. So I think it depends on the situation. <clears throat> I think that buck last year, you know, if that buck that I shot, if if he would, if I wouldn't have had to stop him, mm-hmm. it would have been, you know, it would have been a much better shot, obviously. Different, but I don't think yeah. it matters what you're shooting at that point other than a rifle, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think no matter what you're shooting, they're going to hear it, you know. Um, you know, I heard an analogy from somebody in the outdoor industry on a, a deer hunting TV show, right? 
<clears throat> they're saying they, they did it. They were walking around in a mall. And what they did is they whistled. And when they whistled, people looked. And then they dropped a ball. And people moved out of the way of the ball. Right? Then they just threw the ball down the deal. And people, they didn't move until it was right in front of them. It was too late. If they were, they didn't like chuck it at somebody. They rolled it on the ground. So in, in certain situations, we see every major, major bow hunter out there goes, bah. Yeah. I mean, we do it in the shop joking around. <laughs> like if, yes, yeah, stop them so you can settle your pin and execute the shot. When you go bat or whistle or something, they're going to look in sometimes oh. that direction. Some They're going to be like, what the heck is that? I never yeah. heard that. So then when you follow it up with a whap <laughs> and then an arrow going, <laughs> yeah. of course they're going to duck. I mean, that's yeah. just natural. They're, they're prey. They're not a predator. So anything you do that, you, you take something that's, has no idea what's going on around and you they still can duck it can happen yeah right well and i and i <clears throat> with my compound i really 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 make an effort to not shoot deer that are alert mm -hmm. you know because and i've had good luck doing that yep but this one was a little different right and, but and, then but the advantage of <clears throat> the crossbow that way right. is that the arrow gets there right fast it was it was something i was able to make happen the bolt yep. yeah people ask all the time they're like oh my gosh 400 feet per second that's a hundred feet per second over my bow. And then I check him and I say, yeah, maybe, maybe your bow shooting 300 feet per second. There's out of 150 setups that we've done in the month of August, there's three that are shooting over 300 feet per second here at the shop at three feet, 25 yards. They're not right. shooting 300 feet per second, right. 60 yards. They're dang sure not touching that. The kinetic energy of a crossbow is off the charts, even at a 365 foot per second, setup the like a mission sub one xr you know or not a, one of those is 365 feet right it's a little bit quieter <clears throat> but that's yeah, 365 feet at you know point blank range and then it's going to be 300 feet per second at 30 yards and then 280 whenever it gets wherever it's getting well, you're keep, still booking keep in mind this is a whole nother podcast mm -hmm. but that's with a 400 green arrow mm -hmm. build <laughs> Just note, note to self. <clears throat> I, yeah, touch on it. Touch. I mean, it, <clears throat> people, yeah. Do exactly. people mess around with their crossbow No, weights? if they do, they don't need to. Okay. There's engineers way smarter than a couple guys on YouTube that have figured this stuff out. Also, as we're on the bolt topic. <clears throat> yep. Can you use, do you have to use specific bolts for a specific? Absolutely. Yeah. One of the greatest questions you could have asked. And that's why we have you on here. Raven bolts have to be shot out of a Raven crossbow because they knock on the string and then they're spined. They're made, uh, I think black Eagle black arrows Eagle, makes yep. that. So and I'll, I'm yep. going to touch on that again. They yep. are the, the company, the company, I believe the only company that still does column arrows. And I think it's because they, because of the knock style. Mm -hmm. I'm not positive. What is a column arrow? Uh, everything like the bolt like when we're calling them a bolt yeah that's like the term that's always been with the cross oh they oh like they, the call they call them arrows yeah. okay yeah. I, think, I thought you said column call arrows them. <laughs> calling them sorry yeah raven arrows My mouth is slow that's fine raven arrows um <clears throat> so like every model but the 500 shoots a the standard raven arrow okay. the raven 500 has to shoot a raven 500 arrow because it's spined heavier because we have more feet per second, we have more energy. That would be the same as saying, I can't shoot at 80 pounds the same arrow you're shooting at 50 right. pounds. Like, it, there's the a spine, spine difference. difference. Okay. 
<clears throat> but uh, yes, 10 point. 10 point actually gets a little complicated on their bolt selection. They have four or five different bolts. They have like a premier level, a second level, a third level, and then a Wicked Ridge level, right? Okay. And then some of them are lighted. Some of them are not. Same with Raven. If I was to prescribe anything to anybody in this kind of weeds out our r500 shooters right now because we do not have lighted bolts for an r500 highly 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 recommend a lighted bolt even if you only buy three of them for your quiver it's very hard even if we if it's all white fletchings or if you you know like the <clears throat> the ravens come with two orange and a white fletching mm -hmm. it's super hard to see the bolt flying and then also finding it so a lighted bolt aids in tracking your arrow seeing where your impact was, and then finding your arrow for blood. Uh, ten Point makes lighted bolts. They work really nice. They're like a, uh, what does Dan always say, a fi uh, bobber oh, light. Yeah, yeah. Like when you're fishing, it's a bobber light. Uh, turns on during impact of the string, the inertia of the string hitting the knock. Yeah, it's a cartridge <clears> in your <throat> knock. Yep. Those, yeah. And replaceable. Um, Raven, those knocks can be a little bit daunting to shut off. You know right. what? I, super bright. I just saw a YouTube video the other day about using the arrow puller to turn off those knocks, and that is the best way. I don't yeah. know. Have you guys tried it? <coughs> it oh, is. yeah. So they, yep, we yep. actually, they sell it. It's the extinguisher. extinguisher. And it's, you still have to have some the iron force. grip. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you got to be like the rock. <laughs> like it, it just doesn't, you don't just grab them or shut them off like a nocturnal. It's well, a this, little different. This video, this guy was like, I used a player and I totally messed up all my Yeah, bolts. we see that a lot. Yeah, that's, so. just ask your pro shop guys, you know how to do it. We can show you real quick. It's, <clears throat> we use a non-edged um, players, or at least I do. I yeah. know Keith has done it. So it's a clean, you can wrap around it, and you can just kind of wiggle it loose. There's two little wire prongs on the Ravens. It's, it's company is called Luminoc. Luminoc, yeah. And then when those wires engage, then it turns on the light. So um, it is not. Ten point is a click fit. So it clicks in, and then you mm -hmm. pull it out. That's the easiest. Mm -hmm. But it can only be shot with a ten point. Um, Mission is actually really, really cool. That is a nocturnal. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, does it work just easy. like a nocturnal? Or it does, yeah. It's, yep. uh, it's very easy. And they're actually pretty pretty inexpensive mm -hmm. for for mission. Mission and has really nice bolts, arrows. Those uh, the Raven, uh, the lighted uh, one. I was going to touch on that there, and I learned this when I was shooting mine. But their lighted arrows have a they weight match the overall build. So <clears throat> ideally, by the the lighted bolts that are already light already built, mm -hmm. they're going to weigh the exact same as the non lighted. Because they, they'll take yes. some weight out of the front of the arrow. Yep. So, so there's so some right brass over. components that they switch. Yep. They switched out. So when you sight in with the standard bolts that come with your crossbow, mm -hmm. you're sighted in with a lighted bolt. They're equal. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, <clears throat> otherwise, are there options to just put lighted? Yeah. On and yeah. Then yeah. Yep, but then they'll changes? shoot different. It'll, they'll okay. be a hair heavier. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, well, that's speaking good of bolts and 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 sight in process. There's there's only really realistically three different size style, three or four different styles of scopes. There is the standard like you get on a ten point or a Raven. We're not gonna. The, I don't even know the the company, but I think it's Bushnell and Hawk. They work together. <clears throat> it's not a three by nine power scope. 
where you're adjusting your power magnification. What you're adjusting is the feet per second that actually adjust your focal point so your reticles move. So if you have a 450 foot per second bow, your mark would be on 450 or 448, somewhere in there. If you're shooting a 400 foot per second, then your mark's on 400. If you're shooting the 500, you're maxed out. Then there's what we call a sniper scope, which is a single crosshairs, and it has a adjustable turret on the top, which that has sight tapes, depending again on your speed, feet per second, out to 180, 200 maybe, if you're fast enough. Yeah, I don't remember what they <clears throat> But usually you're at a, like 130, 130 yard sight tape on a standard, let's say R29X. So are you guys setting up that sight tape on there? Or how yeah, we, yeah, we do. And then we also encourage people to shoot them in. Yeah, go um, confirm. And then there's a Garmin. The X zero, which is hands down the tail wagging the dog when it comes to well any I mean where they're legal they you you literally range by you push a button that's a little remote we set thumb or four finger or there's a remote up on top of the crossbow you range it sets the pin boom the X zero we can actually sight you into eighty but we ask you to validate your pins past you know that you can sight those into two hundred again it's a YouTube video Archer Country YouTube Adam Kramer did one him and Nate. Um, and then there's red dot. Red dot's very limited on your yardage. <clears throat> this day and age on the high power crossbows, red dots are kind of fading away. You either go with their standard lit reticle, crossbow scope, or the sniper, or the Garmin. That's the three main packages. So let's say you come in and you're looking at 10 point or Raven or Mission. You're buying a package. You buy the crossbow, the optics, a quiver, crank aid, bolts yep. between three and six depending on it no case no serving fluid no lighted bolts no sling no broadheads most of the time there are packages 10 point makes some pretty cool packages that come with everything um just ask your dealer for for information on that uh we didn't talk about the crank yeah, oh, yeah. that's I what know. i want to know about before we get talking broadheads let's talk about how you cock these so some of the lower end, actually, it's getting very, very hard to find a bow that doesn't have a cranking aid. There's still a couple hanging over on the rack where you would use what we call a cocking rope. You set it on the stock or they have a little cocking post. You put the rope down. It has two little question mark hooks. You hook up to the string, and then it's physical. You're pulling it, the string back to the receiver, and you cock it. To decock those... Yeah, some you can't um commission you can there's one yep. company the mission yep. you can that is <laughs> and that one is I mean, that'll make your butthole pucker when you're, <laughs> you're trying to decock with a rope cock well especially the first time because mm-hmm. you're like this isn't gonna work and then like <clears throat> with that one it's actually way better than you'd think yeah um but yeah they did correct. a great job designing it. it's correct. just we don't even think about it nowadays right when we're showing somebody and it's their turn to do it it can be a little bit daunting mm-hmm. like oh, i don't know Decocking a crossbow has absolutely been a game changer. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to shoot them in a bale. You don't have to shoot them into the ground. Um, it's yeah. I, in my mind, it's way safer. Yeah. <clears throat> now, and you don't have to leave them cocked in your stand overnight, which we don't want you to do. Please. If there is one thing <clears throat> that you take from this <laughs> entire podcast, I say it a hundred times a year. <clears throat> Keith does too. Dan. Jack, Brandon, John, Jason, Scott, now you Alex, started, everybody. You keep rolling. Who'd you miss? 
Uh, Adam, yeah, they're gonna, they're Nate, gonna be upset. Yeah. Troy, <laughs> Connor, Carter, Erwin. <not> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah anyway. Oh man, poor guys, Izzy. Jeez, Izzy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do not leave your crossbow cocked for more than eight hours ever. I don't care if you've done it for months in the past. When you cock a crossbow, the string is not what we're worried about. The cables and the cable harness are under in such a load. When you're done hunting that night, decock the crossbow and set it in the corner and get ready in the next morning, then cock it. Do not leave your crossbow cocked for more. I say six, but eight hours. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Manufacturer says eight. <clears throat> yeah. It's if leave it for a sit. Decock it when you're yeah, done. By all means, cock it in the morning before you walk out or when you get into your stand. Hunt all day long, and when you're done, if you were not successful, decock it. Yep. Preservation. Key thing to think about there, too, that I learned decocking my crossbow in the, in the dark for the first time is make sure you take your arrow out first. Ooh. Well, oh. I, I didn't hurt. No, I didn't wreck anything. Okay. But it was, <laughs> I start, as I was getting ready to decock it, I went, oh, my arrow's still in there. And uh, so, yeah, just something to think about. I started reminding people of that. Yeah. So. All right, I'll take you through the process as, as we get that. So you're, you got your crossbow cocked. You've engaged the start process. You load a bolt, odd vein down. Then you're done with your hunt. You take your bolt out, and then you decock. On Ravens, there's a little safety switch, the R500. You can just reverse 10-point. They have this market licked. Like they, It's called the Accu. It was the Accu draw. Now it's the Accu slide. Yeah. You cock it counter or clockwise crank it right or hand left hand on some bows ambidextrous mm -hmm. yep. and then to decock it you just go reverse counterclockwise um some of them have a safety switch to release the receiver some don't super super simply do it one time and then you're you got her licked is it quiet the decocking yeah. yes yep yeah, so de like yeah decocking on all of them We'll be silent. Yeah. So if you got a field full of deer and you want to be quiet and get out of there, you can you can decock it quietly. Just don't let it go. Um, cocking. We're slowly fading away. The for, for Raven for a long time had crossbows that went click 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 mm -hmm. click 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 click. Since the introduction, any Raven that has an X behind it in the name is silent. Oh, cocking. And decocking. Look at all these things I'm learning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, ten point is silent. Uh, mission is silent. Okay. So, yeah, that they, they kind of have all that taken care of. So it's it's again back to that whole safety deal. Very very safe. Uh, when you're when you're cocked and loaded, all you, and everything's set to go, pointed in a safe direction. It's just a thumb tab or a like a gun trigger. There's a safety on the front. Just click the fire and squeeze the trigger. Accuracy comes. I am not a gun guy. Don't own a gun. Don't know anything about this. You don't? Bond. Well, I do, but not like. Oh. I, I own a gun and it's not at my house. Does that help you? Okay. So <laughs> come rob me if you want to. I got big fists. The, the, where was I going with this? Oh, uh, trigger pull. Yep. So when you're talking poundage and sensitivity. It's not like a true fire smoke where you got 17 feet of travel mm -hmm. and then you get to it. They're pretty sensitive. I don't believe you can set any of them. Mm -mm. Nope. But you don't need to. Um, 
in my mind. No, no, they're all they're they've all come a long way. What's the recoil like? There's none. None exists. No, you're not ever going to have like an eye punch or you, you know, you, there's scopes you can set up your focal point and your eye relief on a Picatinny rail system. So you're not ever going to hit your face. It, it doesn't anything. It just, it, it doesn't even jump, honestly. Just vibration. Yeah. You just feel vibration. Just a thwack. That's what it's like. It's like a thwack. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) And there's limb dampeners on some. It's like Desi will be shooting today. I know. We're going to get over the, the. practice range just to shoot a couple the um um before we talk about broad or should we talk about broadheads right now when do you want to, I, I was kind of thinking being we were talking about the decocking and make sure we're not leaving them too long mm-hmm. we want to talk about maintenance mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah that's a big big thing we see big thing yep okay maintenance let's the, we'll go raven first the only thing you have to do in raven there's two things you got to do one, it's called serving fluid. Serving fluid is meant once or twice a year. It's a felt tip applicator you tip upside down. It's a, it's a liquid. It's not a gel. And you put it on your serving, your strings. Yeah, you can put it on everything. You can do it when it's stationary and cocked. It exposed more part or more of the string and the cables. <clears throat> you do that once or twice a year or if you're going to hunt when it's below 32 degrees. It's called a... Okay preserving fluid Mm -hmm. so your internal strings are waxed in the inside and then they're they're double served where the bolt hits and then they're single served or double served with a crossbow serving you're not going to make your own strings like it's very specific that's the only maintenance besides cleaning your scope and making sure you get all the dust and stuff out of the receiver If there's one thing when we sell a crossbow and we say free tuning and adjustment for the lifetime of the bow and maintenance, like you can come in and it takes us five minutes to go through and do it if you're not comfortable. Serving fluid is 11 bucks. Mm-hmm. It'll last you two, three, four, five years if you're doing it correct. Question for you. Mm-hmm. You hunted a couple times when it was cold. Did you do it every set? Or did you just do it like that one duration? So, no, uh, yeah, I only, I really only hunted a few days when it cooled off. And uh, so I hit it when it got cold and just hunted a few days with it that way. And it was fine. Gotcha. Yep. 10 point doesn't really say anything about serving fluid. Nope. Um, You can. Rail lube. Rail, yes. Um, So when you're shooting, go ahead and talk about that. Yeah, so rail lube, any of the any of the crossbows that have a rail system, which are like like we said earlier, is going to be about ninety percent of them. Um, rail lube acts as the preservative in that in that aspect. Yeah, you know, you're going to get it on the on the rail, dab a little bit on the rail as the serving the string runs down the ser- the rail, the serving will absorb it. Kind of the same concept, just in a different manner. Yep. you're basically keeping the serving from burning on because yeah, you got you got a component friction. on metal or aluminum yep. that is going extremely fast is that the smell that i've heard then mm-hmm. yep okay or that i, I heard i've smelled yeah. <laughs> Wait, your ears got some you, good, you good ears. <laughs> <laughs> um that is every 10 to 12 shots on yeah. a rail loop uh gosh i hate seeing crossbows has never had it because <laughs> right. it's it's like oh you know i had one the other day and not picking on her at all she didn't know it wasn't right. it wasn't taught to her she bought her bow somewhere else and you'd pull that it was and it was a manual cocking rope you pull it back and it went mm-hmm. and Ooh. then i put one application 
about two times I shot it and then it was quiet. It's like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I thought something was wrong. I thought I had to get a new crossbow, you know, back in my mind. I'm like, Oh darn it. But no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, rail lube is a must. Uh, they do make lube for your bolts when you're practicing. Uh, 365 trio targets are rated to 500 feet per second. When it gets colder and your targets, even if it's 100 degrees out, I, I recommend rail or not rail lube, um, lube yeah, for your arrow tip. Yep. Just a little bit. Not on your broadheads. Don't worry about it on your broadheads. Right. We've had, we've had people come in with... We've had some, we'll save that for the last 10 minutes of like super cool stories, but, uh, broadheads, this is where I have to walk really softly, but I do have some actual specs that you can not do with a broadhead. I'm a mechanical broadhead guy on my regular bows and I highly recommend them on crossbows. There are some guys that have phenomenal luck with a fixed blade broadhead on that. a bolt. Rare. Very hard to control. You are not tuning a crossbow. A lot of, a lot of drag, right? Well, you're going so incredibly fast that a bolt cannot correct itself enough times Right. To and make it, to it, you dang sure aren't going to hit the same as your field points. And it's a short arrow, right? Short bolt. So you, yes. you don't have, you don't have length. that tail drip, you know, yep. dragged out to help steer. Stabilization is, is that. So half of our bolts and arrows are fletched with a blazer, three fletch. Half of them are fletched with a longer shield cut. If you're going to shoot a fixed blade, you might play around a little bit with fletchings. If you're going to shoot a fixed blade through a crossbow, it has to be, has to be documented and from the dealers smaller than an inch and three sixteenths. I say even smaller than that, but it has to be because it will void the warranty if it's not. Oh, that's good to know. For those who are thinking. Yeah. Raven makes, or they recommend like a rage hypodermic or tripine no collar they make what they call raven steel we have some in the shop which is a mechanical two blade mm -hmm. 10 point they send mechanicals with some of their packages so that tells you exactly right there boom right. you know um again back to that accuracy point highly recommend them now if there's one guy that's sitting on air that shoots fixed blades for a compound would you shoot them through a crossbow um I shot mechanicals last year. I'm, <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, I came to the dark side, Wade. You uh, did. Uh, that deserves a, okay. a, <laughs> a very cool expandable. Yeah. Keith, are you always fixed when not? Um, most of the time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've shot an animal with an expandable, um, other than last year with the crossbow. Um, I was, if I was maybe in a little better shape and had time to, do more last year maybe i would have played with it trying to figure it out but it was yeah i shot the uh the grim reaper pro three blade um for the crossbow uh 100 grain and they were money i mean they screwed them on went to i shot them to i was shooting them at 80 shooting two inch groups at 80 just sitting in a chair um not on a bench just off a stick and uh, they worked very very well and they held up really well 
on the animals I shot. If you come into the Rogers, ask Keith. You still got your pictures? Yeah. Is it just there? I can show you pictures. I can show you, I mean, feet, not yards, of how far they go. Um, just total devastation. Yeah, they were. It's a crossbow-specific broadhead. Has to hold up to high-intensity feet per second and kinetic energy. Yeah, and that'll be on any, you know, any of the... Yep crossbow any of the broadheads you're gonna shoot out your crossbow you want to make sure it's a crossbow version even if you bought a 300 dollar stalker or something or other that shoots 315 feet per second still a crossbow broadhead yep so broadheads uh, that's basically all you got to say about it there's yeah, really i mean know, i don't see a need for shooting mechanicals unless it's a legality aspect in a state mean fixed or sorry yeah fixed yeah which there are none anymore right i don't think so. 50 states in the u.s we have 50 mechanical states now i believe so i do not know about providences and north of the border or south of the border that might be different but if you're going on something out out of the united states you probably have done the research enough to right right so when someone comes in and buys a crossbow from you guys, you guys go through all these like specific things, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And actually a crossbow sales takes longer usually than a standard bow. Um, just because the knowledge isn't always there uh, from the consumer aspect. There's so many things that are, you know, like we've opened your eyes and you're not even mm-hmm. a consumer. You, we're just and you're in the business. You're with right. them every day, but there's still some things. And, and it's to me, it's fun to see instant success. Three shots, get you sighted in, zero right. to 20. And we n- very, very rarely do we ever shoot more than one bolt into a spot because you're going to hit the same spot if you're steady. Talking about steadiness. For those of you that shoot out of ladder stand that have a rail, you're already done. If you shoot out of a hard side blind or even a like a buck hut, you, you have a rail system to rest it on. You shot off shooting sticks? Mm-hmm. Was it a bipod or one stick? A mono, uh, monopod? Two sticks. Two sticks. Yep, just a folding. Yep. Um, we have, we, we, I've actually, when I sight in a, a crossbow over there, if they don't request a table, we use the bog system. It's mm-hmm. called a death grip. It's Super a tripod. Nice. Free floating head. It's, it's very similar to like a, a very expensive tripod, but it's not actually expensive. It's 160, 70 bucks, right. 60 bucks. Yeah, and it's really, really nice. And it clamps on. That we have in one, like whoever's shooting the crossbow, rather it be my dad or, or Bodie, like it stays with them and it's set so you can adjust the height sitting in a chair in a blind and like Bodie stands. So it's a little bit taller, but once it's in there, he can rotate it 360 degrees, pitch it up and down. So he doesn't have to hold the whole weight. Right? Exactly. Yep. That's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of the listeners are just going to rest it on the blind or if you're in a ground blind, sometimes you can't. You have to have a monopod or bipod or a tripod. That's one thing. They're still very accurate freehand. Yeah. Well, I ended up shooting my buck with because everything kind of happened too fast. I was up because mm-hmm. I was still in that body cast or yep. that turtle shell. And, uh, yeah, my buck came through after I was just sitting down after standing up to stretch and never even got the – I just picked the bow up and shot him, shot him freehand. <laughs> So, yeah, even that, you know, I mean, they're, they are accurate. There are getting to be more and more choices as far as selection. If you come in looking for a Raven base price, we're going to, you're going to be at 1300. 
there are the <clears throat> so we'll just name them off. There's an R18 that we don't have. That's like a little pistol grip deal. I think we're getting them. Desi, you might know if we have them yet or getting them. The R18 is kind of a new deal. We haven't played with a whole lot, but then you can go to the R5X. You can go to the R10, R10X. You can go to the 26X, the 29, 29X, then the 500. Boom. 10 point. If we start from the top and then go down, you can get into the Nitro 505. Um, and again, they're all very, very similar, but you can get into the Havoc, the RS440, a little bit cheaper on that setup, but still amazing. The Nitro 505 with an Oracle. Um, there's an S400, the Viper S400 that yep. we were talking yep. about. Um, there's just a plethora of options. They have a Siege, they have a Vengeance S440, all the way down to like their Turbo S1 that we talked about that's 1299. Yep. Then you can get into their Wicked Ridge models which you know you can get into a bow that cocks decocks for 800 bucks. From their Fury, uh we have some Raiders here in stock. Uh the NXT 400, there's a M370, the Invader 400, Blackhawk. There's there's a plethora on those and again you're going to start in that 5 range for the Wicked Ridge and go to 1200. And then for their high-end flagship, you're going to start at 1200 and go all the way up to yeah. 47 yeah. somewhere in there. If you get one built up, yep. Depending on what you want to do. Also, Mission, uh, we carry two of their crossbows. We have a pretty good setup of those. And Excalibur, we got a couple, or we got one that we can shoot the Twin Strike. And then there's some other brands that we have, you know, uh, just starting point. So there is a plethora of options doesn't have to be daunting doesn't have to you don't have to worry about it we take you through the entire setup we'll shoot it we'll cock it for you we'll show you how to load it we'll take you over to the range we'll shoot that we'll get you sighted in we'll go through all of the accessories what we recommend for broadheads what we recommend for maintenance and then once a year when you purchase a crossbow just come in and see us it only takes once a year to go not during season you know unless there's something that happens the only thing we didn't talk about is restringing a crossbow, and we can talk about that real quick. On Ravens, it's recommended every year and a half to two years or three to 500 shots. To shoot 300 shots on a crossbow is a lot of shooting. It'll take you 20, 20 bolts to get sighted in and be happy. Let's say you shoot on a good year five animals. That's 25 a year. You're going to replace it in a year and a half before you ever get to 300 shots anyways. It's so simple, but yet it involves a pro shop or pro te bow technician to do it. Um, average restring on those is going to be about 200 bucks. Yep. Uh, 10 point is the same way. They're going to recommend, you know, 250 to 400 shots on their strings and cables and maintenance on that. Again, it takes, you know, it's 180 to 250, depending on the bow model. Some of them have some more cables and reverse draw we can do that. Yeah, it's not provided. I was going to say we're a service center for all of them, right? And some stuff can go wrong. I mean, it, it, some things can happen. And again, we're a service for the, the four major brands out there. And a lot of times, you know, it's just, it's just dumb luck or you're just, you forget a step. Uh, I don't know how many times I've gotten a call on a Raven and they're like, I loaded the bolt and it won't shoot load the bolt and make sure it clicks Thanks. on the string. Click. 
then they click and they're on the phone. They set the phone down and it fires. And they're like, oh, okay, that's cool. Didn't have to come see us. Um, there's no anti-dry fire. That is the anti-dry fire on a Raven. Right. Now, 10 point does have what we call an anti-dry fire. Sometimes it doesn't get cocked all the way or it gets fired without a bolt. And that's the, that's the anti-dry fire. So it, it fires, but it only goes about a quarter of an inch yeah. and then it's held up and then you can't do anything with it. Yeah. And what that old, a lot of time will cause that when their, their arrow or bolt doesn't click onto the string. So you rely on it to seat fully in against the string. Otherwise it won't fire. Yeah. Yeah. So when that happens, do they got to bring it in or can they just uh, figure out a uh, way to seat it? We can show it? them. It's, it can be, it all depends. Every bow is just a little bit different. We can show, usually it takes us 30 seconds and we, we can do it. But if you're ever in question, just bring it in. Um, <clears throat> you know, we, we have people all the time, and I even hate to say this, people all the time, they question the string durability and the cable durability. Nine times out of 10, we can figure out what happened and why it did what it did. If a cable broke or, you know, if it, biggest thing that we've seen for a long time people are getting more and more educated on it is they would hit the side of the blind or they would be in a tree stand and there's a tree limb your bow expands when it shoots like it's compact enough but when you shoot the limbs and the cams got to go somewhere well if you even touch it with a tumbleweed it's mm-hmm. you know that can be detrimental and again we replace cams and the limbs and and both 10 point and raven and mission and excalibur are pretty dang good at hooking you up um, an accident's usually not covered, but you know, they, we take care of you. We're good service center. And the cool thing is on the crossbows, you can, if you don't have the ability to come into the shop, you can get on our online chat. Uh, Jason and you usually handle most of that, but we can, we get you the right answers and it can be instantaneous. Yep. If, even if it's a couple minutes or 20 minutes, you know, we'll get back to you on questions. Like if they want to go on and they're not from Minnesota. They want to purchase a crossbow and mm-hmm. they're not sure which one. And we've yep. covered all what we've covered here. If they still have questions, Jason is right there. to answer. Absolutely. And you can call the shop. We do, you know, a ton of stuff over the phone. <clears throat> and then if, if you do have the opportunity, you may, it may not be a one day shopping experience may come in and try three or four models and then kind of narrow it down. And it is an investment, but it's an investment that's going to last you a long time with the proper maintenance, then your kids a long time or your relatives, whoever's going to use it. Um, it's, it's a very, very cool thing. Back in the day, crossbows were kind of, everyone was like, well, it's not really bow hunting. Well, well yeah, I you're, think that's you're a, wrong. You I know, think that's, that's still, I think that's still the question. There's definitely still a, you know, is it archery? Is it? Well, you know, it, it, I understand that completely, but in the same spec, like I can hook you up with a brand new V3X right. Matthews and put a garment on it. You right. tell me, is that hunting? Right. Bow hunting, you know? And they're the, not all that probably different in price by the time. We well, no. And the, <laughs> the days of Fred Bear, bless his heart, was an inspiration for a ton of people. You know, the days of no sights and aiming off the shelf, that's gone. It's, you know, there's still some trad archers out there, but there's few and far between. Technology equals success. Success equals happiness and grows our sport. Well, Uh, and that's what I think too. Like that is what it's about. It's about making memories, however you have to do it. Absolutely. As you can tell, the phones are ringing off the hook this morning as we are just a little bit over 10 o'clock. But we surely appreciate each and every one of you listening on this. If you have any questions whatsoever, hook us up online. Check out. So we've got some awesome YouTube channels. Yep. 
uh, our YouTube channel with some awesome uh, segments on there talking about crossbows and maintenance and bolts and this and that and the different models or to stop in the shop, any of our three locations. On behalf of everybody at Archery Country, thank you, Desi, for hopping on. We'll see you on down the road. Thank you for listening to Archery Country Podcast.